There can be no doubt, leadership is what separates a place of work from a place to work. But what makes a good leader? Welcome to On Point, a thought-provoking podcast on leadership. It's for leaders. It's by leaders. Here are your hosts, Jim Livingston and John Nielsen. Hi, and welcome to episode four of On Point. My name is Jim Livingston. And John Nielsen here. So, John, we were talking a little bit earlier today about hiring someone. And we, had, we got into this rather interesting conversation around a person we wanted to hire. Uh, John had one point of view about this person, and I had a very different perspective. I had a point of view that this person didn't really look the right way, didn't really show up the right way, didn't really present themselves the right way. Even though I've never met them before, I had this preconceived notion that this person was not capable of doing the job. And that sort of brings us to the topic for today's sort of on point, which is around diversity, uh, of which, you know, our biases and our preconceived sort of notions underpin a lot of sort of diversity. So, John, do you want to tell us, you've got quite an extensive background, 20 odd years with Microsoft. Tell us what, in your view, is diversity? Yeah, so, so, first of all, I'm so glad that we have the opportunity to talk about this today as the topic is close to my heart. So for me, diversity is all about as a leader, but also as a person to really be open to others' point of view. Uh, and what I mean by that, very often in life, we grow up in a certain way, we learn certain things when we go to school, our parents are teaching us a lot of stuff. And it's sometimes very hard to let go of all of these things. And when it comes to business environment, for me, it's the ability of people to listen, be curious and learn from others and, and also accept that we have different point of views and it's very powerful. So the ability to listen, respect and learn from others, that's really for me. Diversity. Yeah, it's kind of interesting because I was thinking about our conversation and, you know, I realized that I had this opinion about a person, but I really had no idea who this person was. And this, is a, to me, is really what diversity is about. And, you know, I need to be mindful of this myself, is that, you know, recognizing the fact that everyone's different. Some people look different. Some people talk different, different age, different cultures different religions different sexual preferences i mean everyone's unique and special in their own way but sometimes us as human beings and it's human nature we look at people differently because they're different from us yes and sometimes we can't really associate with that so you know diversity is really about recognizing that people are different accepting that people are unique and special in their own way Right. And not being biased around how we work with them, talk with them, you know, interact with them. Totally, totally. So if that's what diversity is, what's diversity not? Because we've got different views on this. Yes, because we tend to talk a lot about what it's not uh, or what it is, but also what it's not. So I think... One thing which is really kind of triggering me when people bring numbers into the conversation yeah, and say, oh, I'm so proud. We are increasing the diversity numbers from 30 to 40% this year. Yeah, and, and, and when people really refer it to as a scorecard item, uh, I, I just think it's 
far beyond any any number because it's really in our heads uh, and and also i think it is not a initiative that you say okay next year one of our top three priorities is diversity and inclusion it's not okay clearly for me it's the opposite it's a culture it's how you talk it's how you make decisions yeah so don't bring up numbers and make that the reason or don't make it an initiative that you just say okay let's put that into our priority next year you yeah, do it forever you do it forever yeah it's interesting because I, I noticed that a lot of organizations have what we call diversity quotas and i'm, I'm really against diversity quotas i think they send the wrong message I think they send a message that, you know, you're getting this role or you're getting this promotion because you fit a certain quota, not because you're the right person or you've earned it. I think they send a wrong message around, you know, I think it's disrespectful. Mm -hmm. I think there are people out there that work really hard for their promotions or for, for whatever it might be and don't necessarily get what they deserve because they don't fit a quota. So I think, you know, the minute you start to put a quota on things, you're straight away, you're not being diverse. Yeah. The minute you put a quota, you're actually limiting how you work, how you think. You're limiting the way in which you behave. Whilst I recognize there's a need for sort of quotas, running a business by a quota, as opposed to building a culture where we really accept diversity, that's a very, very different thing. Very, very different. And just on this one, because I, I had many conversations, in fact, and too many, where, where people got offered a job and, and they really brought up as a first comment, did I get selected because of the quota? And, and seriously, that thought coming up as the first reaction to when you get a job offer is horrible. Okay, and that is clearly an indicator that is the wrong thing. And, and there's a lot of organizations out there right now that are making commitments to being more diverse. And I really start to wonder, is it because they're genuinely focused on diversity or is it more of a HR sort of branding initiative that they're trying to sort of create? Look at us, we're this wonderful company, look how diverse they are. Yeah, exactly. Whereas, you know, just because you've got an equal representation of different people, that doesn't mean you're diverse. It doesn't mean people are accepted, people there's inclusiveness. It just means you've got an equal representation. All right, so this is sort of my, I've got a real beef about this with organizations. I think they really need to rethink this, this, this whole sort of diversity sort of quota point of view. Yeah. But if we look at diversity from an organizational point of view, what are the benefits for an organization to really embrace diversity? I think clearly um, it, it starts with how conversations, any conversation starts with being inclusive and understanding other people's uh, point of view. And I think any product, any service in any company will benefit of including different perspective, okay? And the more diverse the conversation is and the views, the better the final product gets. So that, that, that's clearly one thing which comes into my mind. But also how you approach a certain project or a program, it can be done in many different ways. Because we learned it in, let's say, a certain way when we went to school does not mean that this is the best way. Because I have done it 10 times does not mean that this is the best way. I have to be open to learn. And very often people coming in with a different education background, with a different business background, 
with a different, let's say, uh, from a different culture. Oh my gosh, it brings in so many different perspectives and ideas that a great ideas, idea becomes the best idea. And that, that's for me a great example, Jim. And if you think about, if you think about all great ideas, man, all great ideas evolved from other ideas. It was the mm -hmm. clashing of different ideas together. Yeah, and you exactly. can't have that clashing of different ideas if you don't yeah. have different perspectives. Exactly. Right. So you've got increased innovation. Uh, you've got business beyond borders. I mean, particularly if you're a global organization, you know, the more diverse your workforce, the, the more enabled you are to operate globally. Uh, better decision making because you're getting these different perspectives. It's not just that myopic view on how something should be done. Right. And of course, the more diverse your organization is, then obviously, then the more open people are going to be and more accepting of diversity itself. Yeah. And just on that note, I think that the current pandemic has really opened a door for us to tap into workforce around the world because most people have either been working or still working from home. So now you find talent everywhere and you can tap into sources which were not available before. So there's no better time to really embrace that and, and, and tap into things you haven't tried before. So, so it's pretty clear the argument for diversity is, you know, it's win-win-win, it's right? The big challenge a lot of organizations have is how do they actually build this culture of diversity? What's actually required to sort of really have people accept that people are different and embrace the difference in people. What do you think are some of the key elements that organizations need to put in place? Oh, there's so many I can think about, but I would like to start with, it starts from the top. Yeah, it's really the senior leadership commitment. Okay, this, this is again, as I said earlier, it, it's not a project that somebody is driving in, in a small little part of the organization. It starts from the top, making that a priority. In fact, I know a lot of companies where they have assigned VPs at the board level who are representing that and the whole company and the board. And it really starts from there, representing all parts of the business, okay? So, so that is one thing, yeah? But also to think about what are the competencies, yeah, what we think about uh, when we hire people, okay, in a company. So very often, again, this is beyond gender, okay? Or sexual orientation. This is what do we really need in this role? Forget any boundaries, everything is possible. What are the things we really would like to see in this role and forget any biases we have and go out and hunt for that talent? I think that, that's just two things coming to my mind. Okay, so, so far what we're talking about is obviously senior leadership has to drive it. Yes, It's got to be something that the board really embraces, really believes in, really values. Yes. And they've got a lead from the top, right? Um, and you've seen this happen before. I mean, uh, with organisations where the senior leaders have actually showed the have actually showed sort of prejudice against have showed gender bias and different things like that. Right? That's right. obviously completely unacceptable. Yeah. So the board has to be committed, right? The senior management have to be completely committed, have to drive it. One of the things that I've seen in some organisations is a diversity ombudsman, which is kind of what you're talking about with the VP. Yeah, exactly. We have someone as a champion for diversity across the organization and they represent the board and they work across the entire organization, really trying to encourage and embrace diversity throughout the organization. So there are two things. 
And the third one is that competency matrix, being really, really clear about what is needed for success in our organization. What sort of people, what sort of thinking preferences, what sort of behaviors, what sort of skills are needed, what sort of perspectives are needed, what sort of potentials needed, and having some very clear competency framework that we can sort of promote people through and grow people through. Okay, what else? I think uh, that's a few things. Recruitment, okay, how we're higher okay often we, we i would say we and i talk about a lot of people don't put enough effort into what where, where do we really look for this talent yeah are we using the old classic sources okay do we post it on certain portals or are we really really using all the opportunities yeah so recruitment takes a lot here okay where do i look and do we really go beyond what i have looked for your new markets new background, new whatever skills it might be, what is really needed uh, in that function. So I think what is very important for, for people who are the hiring manager to think about, and we're really tapping into all possible sources. So, so that is super important to me. Now, I just want to sort of tap on that because I know we obviously work with a lot of organizations. And one of the things I see, particularly from those organizations that have their own internal recruitment sort of teams, or their own internal sort of mm -hmm. talent acquisition teams, whatever you want to call it, is there's a tendency to hire the same type of person over and over again. Yes. And you, you've seen it before. I mean, you know, someone has an MBA, they went to these three schools, they've got these sort of degrees, and as a result, they're the perfect person for the role. When in fact, it's not the case. In fact, we end up hiring the same people over and over again, and we don't have diversity. So I think this is a really good point. And I think if you look at your own experience there yourself. Right? Uh, so, so yeah, my, my personal story, yeah, and I'm, hmm. I'm really proud of this because I'm, I'm one of the few senior leaders who never went to any big university. I went straight into as soon as I could work experience and that was really i call it what i was very proud of okay and that brought me a very very long way so it's not always this major doctor tile or university degree from a from a prestigious it's good that's also part of diversity but not everybody has to fulfill that and be okay with that yeah and be also open to hire i was so thankful for my first manager at microsoft who hired me with my background yeah because at that time I would say I felt like he was taking a risk. I don't feel like taking a risk because I felt he made a good decision. But at the end of the day, the point was he was taking a risk. Okay, I proved myself, but it showed, yes, you also sometimes have to take a risk and say, it's okay. I know that person has the drive, the interest, the competency, and he was right, yeah, without being too arrogant here. But seriously, it works. And here's the reality. Um, you wouldn't get hired by a lot of organizations if you didn't have a degree. Correct. All right. But this is the weird thing because there's actually zero correlation, correlation, there's zero correlation between having a degree and intelligence. Exactly. Right. And, and even bringing language into this, yeah. because I moved from Denmark to Germany, yeah, and the first few years in Germany, I was clearly not fluent in Germany. It took me a while, yeah? So I was having a lot of people say, wow, John is not speaking fluent German. So that could, another bias, yeah? But again, they gave me the chance. I proved I can do it. And again, there's no barrier, okay? It's, it's a person. 
okay, which is really making the difference and not whatever we might think in our head, oh, he cannot speak the language or he has the, does not have a degree, whatever. Yeah. So this, this comes back to around having a competency metric, so a proper framework in place for mm -hmm. the right sort of person for the right job, exactly. right? And having some sort of, having a clear idea of what sort of person is likely to proceed in those sort of jobs, which in itself can be a little bit opposite counterintuitive Right, because you do restrict yourself a bit, but at least being open to it. Okay, so good. So what else? I think uh, uh, that there's many words and, and titles for this, but having regular activities across uh, the company uh, around diversity and inclusion and talk about what it is and what it's not and really be inclusive, yeah? So this is not about having a room full of one gender type or, or certain type of engineer or roles. It is about being as diverse as possible so we can learn from each other and how to take it to the next level. So having these kind of regular things, and I don't want to see it, as I said, as an initiative or event. It's just part of how you do business. Like when you do a business review every month, you look at the scorecard, you sit and talk here. How diverse are we? How happy are we? What can we do more next month? This is what I talk about. And this is a really interesting point because there's a lot of movements out there that are promoting certain things like you've got Lean In for women, uh, you've got women in tech. But how are men being represented at those levels? Because that in itself is a form of gender bias. And I think this is the, the key thing. I think you shared an experience once about this with with me with Microsoft around when Microsoft first started introducing diversity, and they had I think it was Women's Day. Is it diversity? It was yeah, 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 exactly. And women in the room, yeah, only. But this is the point: is there has to be equal representation for it to be diversity, and we have to discuss these things openly, yeah. not behind closed doors. And I think this is a really good point. And I think it links back to another interesting point around transparency which is i think there needs to be with organizations if you really genuinely believe in diversity and you generally embrace diversity then transparency has to be equally important we need to be transparent about why people get promoted why people get hired right it's not something that should be hidden it's something that should be celebrated people get promoted and hired because they've achieved great things they've shown great potential and I think this is a very key thing with, with diversity is transparency. Huh? What else can you think of? Uh, I, I would say at the end of the day, it's also about when it comes to performance review mm -hmm. and uh, giving people feedback that we treat people equally. Uh, there has been too many cases I have also been involved in, but just but where, where, where how people thought or their gender was the reason why they didn't get a promotion because people said, oh, can't work as hard as other people. Uh, seriously, we all have to be fair, okay? And, and e equality for everyone here, okay? So this is very important. And again, coming into how we operate a company that we treat everybody fairly and forget again, is it a half-time resource, full-time resource, technical background, educational, doesn't play a role. It's all about how we contribute, how we show up, and how we make a difference every day. Okay, so so yeah. so we've got some. So these are some of the key things that organisations need to have in place. I think there's one other thing which, to me, is really important, which I believe in, which is zero tolerance. Mm -hmm. um, which is, I believe, if you have people in your organisation that don't 
demonstrate diversity that actually show biases in extreme ways, there should be zero tolerance against that sort of behavior. I think it should be very, very clear about what is and isn't acceptable behavior in organizations. And for me, that is a, you know, it's a make or break for some people. Totally. totally. Okay. So put, putting on our leader's hat for a minute, if you're a leader leading an organization where you've got a diverse workforce, what are some of the key things, if you could think of three key things that leaders need to really embrace to become more diverse leaders, what would those three things be? Clearly, number one on top of this list would be to recognize our own biases, I tell you. As a, really be very clear about that we all have our biases, what we believe in, and for whatever reason, yeah. okay? But if, 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 if the leader is not recognizing that, it will impact him or her in his career. So recognize that and leave them out of the room when we have conversations, when we hire, when we look for new talents, number one. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean look, we, we all have biases. I mean, I, if I think back to when I first came to Singapore 20 plus years ago, um, you know, I suppose I had a biased view, I suppose, about the gay community back then. But I started working with a lot of people from the gay community and absolutely wonderful people that I worked with, some fantastic colleagues. So it really did change my view. And I mean, I think it's human nature. We all have some biases, but recognizing our biases and recognizing how and really reflecting on how our biases influence the way in which we show up and interact with people, I think that's a really important thing for, for leaders. Yes. One, and, point two. And I would say the second one coming to my mind is, is really how leaders respect and embrace the difference in people, okay? Respect and embrace. And it's two very different things. So first of all, respect people's point of view without any judgment and then embrace it. Use it for the advantage of your business, your team, for everything you do. I think it's an interesting point. Everyone has something of value to add. Everyone contributes in their own way. We all might, we might contribute in different ways. We might have different points of views, but we all have something to, of some value to add. And I think sort of recognizing the fact that everyone's got that value and really embracing the fact that everyone has these different viewpoints uh, is a really key thing for leaders to do. So there's two. So recognizing biases, respecting and embracing, embracing the difference in leaders, in people. What's number three? I would say being genuinely curious about understanding people, okay? So when you are in a situation where somebody has a very different view, which is very uncomfortable sometimes, don't run away from that situation. Use that situation, be curious, understand, say, hey, wow, that's very interesting. Can you share more? That curious mindset is just priceless. And, and I think this is so key. Yeah, you know what? And it reminds me of some coaching conversations we've had with some of the leaders that we work with, right? Because quite often they have their view on how things should be done and they can't understand why other people think differently or can't see it the same way. And the thing that we've seen over the years is those leaders that really do excel, those leaders that really do go far 
are those leaders that are able to really look at people and ask, okay, so why, why do you have that point of view? What's driving the way you do things? What's sort of behind the way in which you look at things? And that, I think, and I think you say, you know, genuinely curious or, or authentically curious, whichever, whichever you want to call it, is such a powerful skill, not just for, for leaders, but also for people as a whole. Yes, totally. And, and I, I just can't, it, it's, it's helping our own growth. It's so obvious, but it's helping our own growth just to, to have even more tools and thoughts and ways of doing business. It, it is proven and I just love it. So there you have it. That's our segment on diversity. I mean, it's one of those topics we could spend hours and hours on. Key thing is clearly diversity is a good thing that's proven beyond a shadow of a doubt. Um, it's not something that's easy. It's something that takes effort to embrace. It's not a number. It is a culture. And it's something that, you know, culture is all underpinned by values. And I think the value is you know, recognizing and appreciating the difference in people and that everyone is special in their own way. Um, and it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's something that leaders have a very strong role to play in, in terms of fostering diversity within their organization. John, you got anything to add before we wrap up? No, I just say we all have a voice and we should all bring that voice to the table. Don't be shy. Uh, don't think you are different. Other people are different. Your voice, your view counts. Okay, speak up. I, I just want to encourage everybody. Don't don't be a victim and sit there. Speak out what you believe in, and you make a difference. Talking about speaking out, if you've got any pointers or tips for people that are around diversity and embracing diversity, please share them in the comments below. And if you have any questions, please ask them and we'll be happy to try and answer or get some conversations going. Thanks very much. Thank you. You've been listening to On Point, a thought-provoking podcast for leaders by leaders. Want to keep up to date or come on the show? Please visit www.northpoint-training.com slash onpoint.